What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome, 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 everyone, to an all-new episode of Geeks Against the Grain. Today's episode will be, obviously, about the biggest thing in the geek community right now, Sony v. Disney. I'm your host, Jawan, and I am joined by my amazing panel, starting off welcoming back. Uh, well, not welcoming back. I think you were on last week. I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, Christian, welcome, uh, <laughs> welcome to another episode. What's going on, buddy? Nothing, nothing. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Dom, what's going on, Dom? I'm good, I'm good, man. And I would like to say that I'm very disappointed in myself for not bringing up She-Hulk on the last episode, because I would like to have felt like I've spoken into existence, but I'm glad it's happening. <laughs> it's all right. What I've been doing lately is anytime anything big comes out, I've been, like, recording myself saying it and then placing it in old episodes. I can be like, no, 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 no. I said that like two years ago it was going to happen. So um, if you guys hear that, just know that I'm definitely lying. Uh, <laughs> AJ, what's going on, uh, AJ? What's up? What's up? I'm doing good. Uh, I just want to correct one thing you just said. Um, the biggest thing that happened in the geek from so far is that Mandalorian trailer. I'm just going to say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's. That's interesting. I'll save this debate for another day, but that trailer really... I mean, I'm still excited for the show, but that trailer did nothing for me. Um, oh, but, shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it did nothing for me whatsoever. Um, Tia, what's going on, Tia? I will say, as someone who is not entirely invested in the Star Wars con- uh, franchise, that trailer actually did do something for me. Yeah, it was, I mean, like I said, I'm still super excited for the show. Um, that's going to be a great show. I just, I, I had a few issues with the um, the trailer and a little bit of an issue with a, uh, some of how it was shot. Um, I think since it comes out in almost two months or two and a half months, less would have been better. Um, like just making it purely just a teaser. Um, but uh, anyway, sorry. Oh, doing fine, but if we're all being honest here, you know, we are not okay after the news that or the news that was released earlier this week. Um and yeah, just excited. Well, not really excited, but just looking forward to seeing what we all discussed about the news. Absolutely. So I'm glad you said that because it was an amazing segue. Um, I'm going to go, I'm actually going to do something I don't usually do. I'm going to start off with my take um, on the situation. I want to kind of get it all out, and then the rest of the episode is you guys kind of getting out your thoughts, and us kind of just going back and forth about it. Um, so 
Sony v. Disney. Um, I do not take a side. And let me tell you why. I do not think either side is wrong. Um, if it is true that Disney was asking for 50% instead of 5%, that's business. That's smart business. Um, it, it does not matter. They do not care our value of Spider-Man being part of the Avengers. They care about the fact that they feel as though they're making Sony a lot of money and getting only a little bit back. It does not matter that you are already a billion, almost trillion-dollar company. You do not pass up an opportunity to make more money. Um, So I do not consider them greedy. I do not fault them. That is smart business. Us being a business, I would hope you guys would want to make more money and not just be content with being rich. Let's make more money. Let's continue it so our children's children's children are set. Um, so that, that's my idea on the Disney side. I do not blame them. I do not think they're money hungry. I do not think anything in the negative sense. I think it's just smart business. You want more. Um, if you feel as though you're giving a lot of effort and you're kind of fueling um, what has been, um, you know, possibly the best Spider-Man we've seen, um, you kind of feel like I kind of deserve more than what you're giving me. Um, and on the Sony side, I think if you're Sony, um, see, I know that you know we've had this conversation many a podcast ago. I told you I felt as though Sony was getting very comfortable uh, and very confident, confident more so than comfortable, very com- uh, confident. After Venom surprisingly grossed over $856 million worldwide, uh, and then Into the Spider-Verse put up numbers, they were kind of like, we kind of feel like we know what we're doing here. Like, maybe we can build a universe, um, you know, stable enough to bring Spider-Man back, um, you know, when the time when the time came. Um, so I think they kind of went into it like, we don't really care. Like, <laughs> if you guys don't say what we want, we'll walk and we'll just do Spider-Man on our own. Um, which I think, you know, again, smart business. If you think you could do it um, on your own, You've shown us Venom doing $856.1 million, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, $275.5 million. You kind of roll the dice here, and, and you kind of bet on yourself. Um, it, my closing statement is everyone who's like, Sony, oh, my God, they're getting Tom Holland Spider-Man. They're going to ruin him. They don't know what they're doing. They're going to mess things up. I do want to remind you guys, all right, I'm going to name off. Let's see, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They have seven Spider-Man uh, movies that they made. I include Venom, um, and I'm not including Homecoming and Foss of Home because that was obviously a partnership with Disney. All right, so Spider-Man 1, a lot of people love that movie. Spider-Man 2, a lot of people consider it one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. Spider-Man 3, we know is a loss. Amazing Spider-Man, a lot of people did like. Amazing Spider-Man 2, no one really did. You can put that with Spider-Man 3. Into the Spider-Verse, people loved, won an Oscar. And Venom, a lot of people were were okay with how that movie went about. So you're looking at Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Venom, right? That's five out of seven quality Spider-Man films, right? We don't look at it that way. We look at it as, Sony doesn't know what they're doing with Spider-Man. Their movies are horrible. What are you doing? We don't look at the fact that we enjoyed one. We enjoyed two. Amazing Spider-Man might be a little divided. Everyone loves Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and everyone enjoyed Venom for the most part. Um, So to me, I kind of look at it to where it's like, I'm Sony, and right now I'm batting 
five for seven. Um, you know, I'm kind of feeling really good right now. Um, so to me, I have no reason to believe that if this does stick and they don't strike a deal with Disney um, and they stay taking Tom Holland um, and putting him into the Venomverse, kind of making things fresh and new inside of there, then you have Morbius coming. I don't, I don't feel nervous about it. I don't fear it. Because um, to me, the bright side of it is if, it, if they fail, they'll have to come back to Disney. Um, like, they can't just continue to make bad movies after bad movies after bad movies. Um, so it's a win-win for us. They do it. It's good. Great. They do it. It's bad. At some point, the loss margin is going gonna, is gonna to start to build, and they're going to have to figure something out. Um, so to me, I honestly think what they should do is get rid of Tom Holland, get rid of John Watts. And the reason I say that is because I feel as though whoever comes on, if you don't bring John Watts back, whoever comes on to direct whatever that next Spider-Man movie is, I think you're kind of handicapping the guy because you're telling him, hey, we're not rebooting it, but we're also not doing a continuation, so find something in between. Uh, and I think that's very difficult. I think that would have been difficult for John Watts. Um, but I just don't think it's fair. I think the smartest thing to do would be to recast it. Uh, and I know a lot of people hate that because they're like, well, what if, Sony strikes a deal and Peter can come back, you know, what are you going to do then? You figure it out. <laughs> I mean, maybe you bring Tom Holland back at that point, but you figure it out. But to me, I kind of just feel like you reboot it, you start fresh, you could even have it be to where Eddie moves back to New York, um, and that's when he comes in contact with Spider-Man for the first time. I just think there's a different way to go about it, but to me, I don't see um, anyone being wrong in this situation. I also... Um, feel 100% comfortable with whatever Sony decides to do because, again, five for seven is a lot better than you'd think the Internet considers Sony's track record to be with Spider-Man films. Um, I, I just I look at it and I kind of go, I enjoyed five out of the seven Spider-Man-based films you've made. I call that a win. I don't really see where the loss is in that. But um, that's enough for me. I'm quiet now. Christian, I'm going to go to you. Um, what are your thoughts on the whole Sony v. Disney? And if there is a side that you um, have chosen, which side are you leaning towards? I'm, I'm leaning Disney. And just because for, for a couple of reasons. A, they were asking 50-50. I mean, I don't think like that's 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 greedy, like you said. It's, it's fair, you know? And honestly, I think it's a little bit more than fair. I mean, because they're doing all the heavy lifting. It was their story. It was their pick. It was their director. And yeah, Sony what provided the money, right? They did the financing. It's like yeah, well, but you know. So go, go ahead. Oh no, no, I was just gonna say. Well, it was more of a partnership. So a lot of it was them working hand in hand. Like if you ask Amy Pascal, um, she would tell you her and Kevin Feige worked hand to hand for um, Homecoming and for Far From Home. Now, how true that is, I don't think any of us yeah, were ever, that's ever exactly. really know. That's exactly what I was going to say. I don't buy that for a second. I don't buy that for a second because that totally felt like a Disney, like an MCU movie. That didn't feel anything like they were doing with the old Spider-Man movies. Like, zero at all. And I personally do not count Venom <laughs> as a Spider-Man movie. And I, I feel very strong. I enjoyed that movie outside of calling it Venom. Like, if someone, if they threw it out there and they said, hey, we did a take on an alien, you know, symbiotic, you know, movie 
then that's cool. But to do a Venom movie with no Spider-Man is not a Venom movie. So I would challenge your seven to six. And I would say that it's three good ones, the first two Spider-Mans and uh, Into the Spider-Verse. And like with that kind of track record, I don't feel comfortable giving Spider-Man back to Sony's hands. Like you guys had your chance. You did what you did. You know, good start. You know, flat finish. Like just keep your fans happy. You know, strike another deal. If you don't want to do the, you know, the 50-50 and this is your way of trying to counter, then that's cool. I can wait. But I I, I'm, I zero want Sony to take it back at all. We, we've we seen what they did, and I'm just not really interested in watching it go back. I mean, let, let Disney continue to do, like you said, let both companies make some serious money instead of one-sided because they were totally getting the lion's share. Sony was it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with anything necessarily that you're saying. I do give them uh, five out of six because I didn't really enjoy The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, but to me, it's kind of to the – I view it the same way I viewed it when everyone was saying when um, X-Men First Class came out. And everyone was just like, oh, my God, here we go again, another X-Men movie. Just give it to the, the MCU already. Let them do it. X-Men First Class was really good. Days of Future Past is really good. Now, you can argue that they trailed off with Apocalypse and, and Dark Phoenix, um, but, I mean, we got to give Fox credit. They gave us an amazing cast for First Class and for Days of Future Past. That was, those were two really good X-Men movies. I'd even challenge those might be the best two X-Men movies um, out of everything Fox has done. Um, so, I mean, X-Men 2, X, X-Men United, arguably you could throw that in there. Um, but if you didn't give Fox that opportunity, you know, I'm not saying MCU wouldn't have done great things with it, but you give them a chance. Like, Venom was good. I, I agree with you, Christian. I think they would have been – it would have been smarter if Venom – if it wasn't called Venom and it was just like a sequel to Life, the movie with Ryan Reynolds, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, with right, right, in right, space right. and the symbiote. Um, I think if it was a sequel to that. And then you kind of were telling people, like, hey, well, you know, it's going to spin off to be Venom. Um, it would have been weird, but I think a lot of people would have been able to be like, all right, no Spider-Man. They're just going way out of, you know, way out of left field with it. Maybe it could work. Um, but to me, I, I want to give Sony that opportunity. You, you set something really cool up with the first Venom movie. Now you're giving me more beats. Um, and it, who knows? Maybe they do a Craven movie on their own. Um, you're starting to set up a really cool rogues gallery to just place Peter Parker in. Um, and I think it could be a lot of fun. I mean, I, I really do enjoy the idea that we could see possibly um, Tom Holland, Tom Hardy, and Woody Harrelson all in one movie. I, that's a huge stretch, but it is a possibility. Um, and I'm excited uh, about that. I'm, I, I guess I'm just being more optimistic than, than most, but I am excited about the idea of that because now – you can make Venom 2 rated R. You don't have to worry about, like, oh, well, we have to place him in the the nice world that, you know, MCU built for Peter. Like, it'd be weird to throw in rated R. You don't have to worry about that now. So, to me, it's kind of like this is really good. This is, this is what we wanted. Um, but, uh, Christian, did you have anything else you wanted to add before I um, pass Yeah, it on? yeah. I was going to say, like, you guys, like, Sony has got something really good going. Um, I, I believe it's Sony, right, for the Insta Spider-Verse? It, yeah. it is right, mm-hmm. Sony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just continue that. Like you guys, 
they killed it with that. Just keep going with that, you know. Keep have Miles be your center point, you know. Like let Disney have you know Peter Parker and you focus on Miles because Miles is a great character and what they did was awesome. That was a, like I can't think of one bad thing about that movie. That movie was was amazing. It was perfect. Like just continue that storyline. Keep going, you know. Don't don't change the formula if it's working, you know. Just keep going. I mean, I, I, they're gonna continue with their animated verse. Uh, they, they've made that very clear. They're, they're not they're not taking a break. They're not stopping. They're gonna continue with that animated universe. But in Sony's defense, it's been think about how long it's been since Sony, Sony themselves have done a live action Spider Man movie. It's been a really, really, really long time. So I mean, you gotta kind of have faith in the idea of they've learned their lesson, right? Like they're not gonna give us three bad Spider-Mans or the possibility of um, a movie each being really bad from all three of their Spider-Mans, right? Like, I mean, you got to kind of have some faith somewhere that, like, they're going to take it back and want to continue to make good Spider-Man movies to continue the the money that they've been, you know, making on behalf of the MCU. So, I mean, it's just, it's, I have faith. I have faith. Maybe small faith, but faith nonetheless. Um, but all right, uh, I'm going to pass it over to you, AJ. Um, if you wanted to respond to anything Mere Christian said, if not, you can go right into which side you take um, and just your overall thoughts on um, the the deal not going through. All right, so for me personally, at first, I was mad because Sony didn't do what Marvel um, Disney wanted. But once I read into it more, I was like, oh, okay, that's fair. So right now I'm, I guess I'm on both sides, depending how you look at it. Um, What you guys were talking about, that the business side, that Marvel wanting 50% of the profit is smart on them, but it's also greedy since they were, I think they were originally getting, what, 5%? I think, I think that's right. I think it was. I think three. it was five percent opening weekend. Was it three? Oh, opening weekend. Yes, yes, yes. Five yeah. percent of okay. the first dollar gross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for, Mar- um, Disney wanting fifty percent, that's smart on them, but it's also greedy, I think. Um, but it's it's still smart on their part for asking for fifty percent. Now, what was what would be stupid is if um, Sony accepted that deal. But instead, I think they should have tried to bargain a little bit more, like at least lowering it down a little bit, like to like, what, 15% or 25%, somewhere around that range so they can continue their partnership. That way, entertainment-wise for like all the fans, it will be beneficial for both Sony and Marvel to team up with Spider-Man and Venom and all all of the characters. It'll, it'll be good for us, and I feel like it'll be best for them business-wise. Um, well, okay. And now, I was entertainment-wise, I think Sony, I think I already said this a little bit, but Sony, I think, should try a little bit harder and trying to reach a better deal that Marvel Disney will accept so we can all get what we want or not all get what we want because you know how we're 
<laughs> we're all like, I want this and that and then this and then that. We're all mixed on what we want as a fandom. But overall, that's what's the word? Right now, I right now I'm just I don't I'm between the two. Uh, I don't think Marvel's wrong in the in the sense, and I don't think Sony's wrong. Um, I will go to Christian's point on the Spider Verse. I think they should continue the Spider Verse, and I we are we all know that they will. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they already announce that they might do a live action of the Spider Verse? No, that was that was never really uh, discussed. I think the biggest character that they were looking to maybe do in live action was um, Silk. Silk was uh, someone they were talking about doing in live action. Okay. Um, okay. Well. But I, I didn't hear. I, I've I've not heard uh, a live action into the Spider Verse. Okay, then that's good because honestly, I do not want that. Um, Sony needs to stick with the animated since that's. Obviously, what they're best at with the one movie I've seen with the Spider-Verse, which is the best Spider-Man movie ever created. Um, If they can evolve that mythology, not only with Miles, but with other characters like Gwen Stacy have her own movie, um, Noir, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2099, just evolve the, the evolution of the Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man mythology. Hopefully, we can get into like a bigger universe, much like what MCU is doing within that animated Spider-Verse. I feel like that would be um, beneficial for Sony, and let Marvel take care of the live-action um, Spider-Man characters and villains and all of that. That way, there won't be any like back and forth between the two, none of them have to mess each other up. Well, and for fans, we can still enjoy both the animated superhero films and live-action films. Well, here's the thing about putting pressure on Sony to get a deal done. Um, If you listen to just anyone who's seen Far From Home or Homecoming, what is the general thing everyone says? Like, oh, Feige did it again, MCU did it again, like they, they killed it, they, they made two really good Spider-Man movies, no one ever says, yo, MCU and Sony, they teamed up, did a really good job on two, two Spider-Man movies, so if I'm Sony, I'm sure as hell not giving you half of the pie, and you're already getting all of the credit, so what, now you get half the pie and all of the credit also? No, that's not smart business-wise either, that's why I told you, if you're Disney, there is no pressure on Sony. They don't feel the pressure to strike a deal with you because they feel very comfortable off the momentum that, quote-unquote, MCU built for Spider-Man, taking that and placing it in the universe they're trying to build and then just continuing that momentum. So if you thought Sony was going to fold because you've been making them money, they kind of feel as though, well, Spider-Man's helped you out also. You are about to make your whole universe on this kid's shoulders. So, I mean, let's not act like it was necessarily a I need you thing because, again, Venom surprisingly did really well in the box office and Into the Spider-Verse won an Oscar. Both movies had nothing to do with Kevin Feige. 
So to me, if you're Sony, you walked into that meeting like, if you guys want to take a, a reasonable deal, 40%, let's do it. Let's sign. Cool. Let's keep it going. If not, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about what Feige wanted to do with Spider-Man. I don't care about what the fan base wanted Feige to do with Spider-Man. I'm not getting shafted here. And I think that's what everyone, because we're fans, we, we kind of omit from our brains the idea that Sony has been getting shafted. They've been getting none, none of the credit. Sure, they're seeing the money. That's all that really matters to Sony. But they're getting no credit. No fan leaves the theater and goes, man, Sony and MCU, man, like, this is a great team up. No one. Everyone gives credit to Feige and the MCU. So if I'm Sony, I'm kind of like, nah, man, like, I'm over it. I want to show that we can do We can do it on our own. We did it with Venom, albeit maybe it wasn't reviewed all that well. It made money. And again, Into the Spider-Verse won an Oscar. So if I'm Sony, I'm kind of like, I don't know why y'all think the pressure's on us. Disney, if they really wanted this universe to be about Spider-Man, should have found a way to make this deal work. So to me... Don't forget... Go ahead. Don't forget that it'll also depend on their second Venom movie as well. Because since the first Venom movie wasn't received very well, but it still made a lot of money. But because of that, um, what is it? The critical response of not being so well, we don't know if the second Venom movie or any other Sony-made Marvel movie is going to do as well as that first one because we, we just don't know. Um, no one no, no one can tell the future. Um it always depends on that second one to see how well, how well the ultimate the universe ultimately is going to work, in a sense. I'll say this. I'll say this. If Venom Two is god awful and is just pure garbage, people are still going to go see a Spider Man movie when Sony releases it. Sony is just like Batman. It does not matter. You could do Batman horribly thirty times, people are still coming out that thirty first time to see a Batman movie. So if they screw up with Venom, you know what Sony will do? They'll shift the focus. They'll make the universe about Spider-Man now. And then if they make a good Spider-Man movie, the universe will now be about Spider-Man. So to me, they, they're fine. They're fine in live action. They're fine in anime. Um, so to me, if I'm Sony, like I said, it's no dirt off my shoulders. Like, I mean, the biggest issue that they would receive is Venom 2 is, is a flop that you might lose Tom Hardy. Like, outside of that, if you could live with that, they don't really care. I, I can almost promise you, AJ, they will not care. They will still make a Spider-Man movie. They will still move forward with Morbius uh, and, and whatever else they're trying to do with this universe. But I can guarantee you, Venom 2 flops. You're getting a Spider-Man movie. And not just one. You're getting a trilogy again. Um, so, I mean, it, it's like I said, Sony is very confident right now. Whether that do we good. Do we still know if the Spider-Man movie will still be made or no? A Spider-Man I movie? I something about that. Yeah, just no, no, no. A, Spider-Man. a Spider-Man movie is being made. Whether or not it's Tom Holland, we'll okay. have to wait and see. But there's no way. See, they did not make a deal, or they skipped making a deal to not make Spider-Man movies. You'll, you'll hear about it soon, uh, probably next year. Um, once you start seeing Venom start shooting, you'll probably get rumors about Holland being... Uh, an end credit scene or something like that, and then Sony will make an announcement uh, if they haven't signed back with Disney by then that the Spider-Man movie's still coming. Um, but all right, um, Kyle, I want to hear from you, Miss Disney. 
Uh, I want to hear <laughs> your thoughts on uh, whose side you're taking, Sony or Disney's, and then your, your thoughts on the overall deal just falling through. So, um, like everybody else, I did not take the news very lightly. I honestly couldn't believe it. I had to reread the headlines a couple of times because it, it didn't make sense to me. I was like, wait, how could this be? Um, and then the more and more uh, it got picked up by uh, Twitter and all the Marvel fans, you know, like it suddenly became clear to me that this was a potential reality that Spider-Man may be out of the MCU. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. Um, I personally was going about it in a way that, like, you know, business aside, I thought it was kind of, kind of selfish of these two studios to have to get to that level. Because the thing is, um, I believe that the way uh, the MCU is today, a big part of it had to do because of Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Um, I would argue that the ending of Infinity War would not be uh, as emotional as it was if it wasn't for uh, uh, Peter's moment with Tony, you know. And then, uh, and then it, it could, the same could be uh, the, the same could be said with Endgame. Um, so Spider-Man really has, uh, like, the Marvel Universe has a lot to owe because of Spider-Man. And so the fact that you are just going to get rid of him in the future MCU movies. It, I mean, what does that tell us to, uh, to, to us then? You know, like, does that mean that uh, in future Spider-Man movies, not one part of the MCU will ever be mentioned? Not Tony Stark, not Happy Hogan, not, um, like, not being considered as an Avenger? Like, is Spider-Man just not going to be an Avenger anymore? You know, that was, like, such a big moment for Peter in Infinity War for him to be, you know, sworn in as an Avenger, um, even though it wasn't really formal, like, you know, he was considered as one. And so um, for me, it's just one of those things where I don't like to uh, be uncertain of the future, um, both, you know, in my personal life. And then like with these movies, you know, like, you know, you do really get attached to an idea. You really do get attached to a dream, right. Of wanting to see Spider-Man team up with this, with these heroes or that people or whatever. Um, and now all that could be uh, lost. You know, maybe we will never get to see the outcome that was supposed to happen after Far From Home. Granted, we're not supposed to have a Spider-Man movie anytime soon. It's not uh, considered to be a Phase 4 type of movie. But um, the, the thing is, is you know, it, the Far From Home ended on such a cliffhanger. You know, granted, uh, you know, I mentioned the podcast when we were talking about that movie. I wasn't totally in love with it like you guys were but i will admit that that the way that the movie ended was huge i mean you you know that's the last mcu movie of the phase and so pretty much we're, we're just kind of sitting ducks here trying to figure out what's going to happen next well now with the news that came out uh the dispute between sony and marvel what's going to happen to that are we not going to get that uh the next chapter that we were supposed to get is everything going to change so for me like you know you guys all talked about the business side, the money, uh, the greed from Disney, the, you know, Sony needs to be willing to negotiate a little bit better. But for me as a fan, the way I see all this, it's just like, I, I want the two to be able to come together, have a come to Jesus moment. And like, just, you know, 
try to come up with a compromise that leaves them happy, but also the fans. Because, you know, the fact, the way that the fans reacted, although it is um, a little out of line, you know, like Tia mentioned, you know, freaking rainforest is on fire. You know, when you look at things, you, you got to see it from a big picture and realize that other things are more important in life. But, um, I mean, the thing is, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we are all very attached to this character, and we only want to see the best out of this Spider-Man because, you know, for all we know, it's one of the best versions of Spider-Man we have seen, if not the best. And so um, we don't want this business, this, these corporations, to get in the way of that. Um, that's how I see it. I am pretty optimistic, though. I do think that this it, they will not let it get this 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 far, um, I think the fact that it has um, exploded on Twitter the way it did was, you know, a tactic in itself to help them with that business side of things. Um, whether it was to help Marvel or to help Sony, I'm not sure because at first everyone wanted to boycott Sony, bo- yeah, boycott Sony, and and now people are like, wait a minute, wait a minute, Disney is, you know, this big greedy money machine that, you know, all they want is money. So, like, you know, it's not so black and white as thought it was originally. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm sitting. I I really don't know where it's going to, going to go from here. I feel optimistic. I do believe he will be back in the MCU. Um, I, 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 only because I just don't think there's no other way. There, there really isn't. Well, a few things. One, if this does uh, hold and Sony does not strike any deal with um, Disney. Hogan doesn't exist. Stark doesn't exist. None of these people exist um, because you, you don't have the ability to mention them. Same as if you're in the MCU, you can't mention Mysterio, can't mention Vulture, um, can't mention any of those Spider-Man characters. Um, so yes, this, if this holds, this will have been the last time we see Peter with um, Happy Hogan. Um, or even mentioning Stark, the Avengers, any of them. Um, but the only thing I disagree with you on, uh, pal, is I don't think it's on Sony to to kind of make this right. Um, I, I really don't. I, again, I don't see anything wrong with how they handled it. I'd even go as far as to tell you, I believe, um, like I kind of feel super strong about this, Sony leaked it. I think Sony leaked it because conversations were, were kind of the stall. And it was kind of like, I mm-hmm. want to make this work. So, like, I'll leak that, you know, I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll, take, we'll take Tom, you know, we'll take Tom away. And then right. Disney was kind of just like, I don't care. Like, you think leaking that will make me not want the 50%? No, it's 50% or go. And Sony was just mm-hmm. like, all right, bet. It's 40% or we'll go. You know, so to me, I don't think Sony needs the fold. Um, I, I don't even think at this point Disney needs the fold. I think what will happen is if this phase four for Disney is a little stagnant and doesn't feel as fresh and as new as when they first got Spider-Man, um, the heat will be on a little bit because Tom Holland was that young face that could be the future. Um, really right. good, really solid actor. People love Spider-Man, super marketable. Um, he was the face that you can kind of push forward. Um, now, who, who's that going to be? I mean, because... Chadwick, uh, you're not looking for Black Panther to be your face. You're not looking for Strange to be your face. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what MCU does going forward as a face. Um, or is it by committee? 
Um, so that would be interesting. And then on Sony's side, it's kind of just like you got to trust that they've learned their lesson. <laughs> I mean, I don't right. think. Well, I, I think, okay, I am, I will say this. You know, you mentioned in the beginning, you're like, you know, Miss Disney. Yeah, I am a huge Disney fan. But, you know, I say that now with a little bit of hesitance because I am a big Disney fan pre all of the, you know, uh, massive buys that they had with, like, Marvel and Star Wars and all that. You know, I liked them before, like, you know, when they had, like, the anim- like the 90s Disney. That's what I love, right? Um, so, you know, the state of Disney right now, it's a little difficult for me to support them just because, you know, it, it, they are – I see them more as a business than, like, the animated animation studio that I grew to love, right? So the thing is, um, I am actually kind of happy that – a studio like Sony stood their ground and made Disney realize, oh, shoot, you know, maybe I can't have everything my way. Just because I have all this money in my pocket doesn't mean that I get everything I want. In fact, he, they could very very well lose one of their biggest, biggest um, selling points of the MCU, which is Spider-Man, right? So, like, in a way, I'm kind of glad that Sony to do that because it sends a message to Disney, like, hey, maybe you need to be a little bit more careful with how you talk to people, how you deal with these kind of negotiations, and don't be such, don't be such a bully, right? Um, but that said, I also, you know, you mentioned the Venom movie, and I, I would have to say I personally didn't like the movie as much as you guys have been talking about, and I am actually worried about the fact that if Sony does, you know, let's, let's say that they do rip Spider-Man out of the MCU and decide to flop them into the next uh, Venom movie, or whether that's Venom 2, Venom 3, whatever. Um, I am a little worried about that just because, I mean, the reason why I didn't like the Venom movie so much, I feel that the storytelling kind of lacked. I really didn't like the... I, I, I just didn't like the movie. I really didn't like the characters. I... Uh, maybe I, I was just not familiar enough with the Venom character to be more invested in the movie. But, you know, I watched it with my husband. He, he liked it. I, I personally didn't. And um, it, that's not the only movie that Sony has produced or distributed that I didn't like. And I feel like as, um, as a whole, I don't think Sony is the best of storytelling. Like, I feel like Disney is way better at that. And I think part of that's because, at least when you're looking at the MCU, the, Kevin Feige is a big part of that, right? And um, I think the reason why the Spider-Man movies have been, you know, the ones with Tom Holland, have been better than the ones with Andrew Garfield, which is also another Spider-Man movie, pair of movies that Sony has produced. Um, I think the reason why Tom Holland's Spider-Man is so better is because Kevin Feige became a part of the team and helped them out with, I guess, you know, the storytelling aspect of it and made Spider-Man be a, a stronger character. Um, so I would love to be hopeful in Sony, like, you know, be optimistic in Sony and believe in them. I don't, though. I, I really don't have that in me. i rather them, you know, give that, like, give, like, the create, some, some creative freedom to Disney because of that reason. Like, I feel like the movies do end up a lot stronger because of the involvement with Kevin Feige and whoever else is on the Marvel team. I, does that make sense? No, I mean, I, I hear where you're coming from. I, I I don't know if I agree on Sony's storytelling. I, I've seen a lot uh-huh. of MCU movies that just weren't good stories. 
Uh, don't get me started on the first two stores. Um, yeah, I, but, I mean, granted, I, yeah. <laughs> I think the first Spider-Man, I think the second Spider-Man, I think Amazing Spider-Man, um, and then Into the Spider-Verse were all really good stories. Um, mm-hmm. The Amazing Spider-Man taking a turn from what we we're kind of used to Peter being, um, I thought was a great take. I thought the way that they did the lizard was great. Um, I, I, I will still never be a fan of them starting a story with anyone besides Mary Jane Watson. Um, so that will always be my knock on the Spider-Man movie. Just go right to MJ. Skip all the nonsense. Um, like right. me, unless you're going to do what Amazing Spider-Man was brave enough to do and kill Gwen off, I, I do, don't even introduce those characters. Like, if you're not going to do it the, the right way, don't even do it. Um, but I, I think Sony has, uh, has the ability to be good storytellers. I think you could have said the same thing for Fox. You're not good at telling an X-Men story. In comes first class. And then it's kind of like, wow. It doesn't even feel like Fox did it. Um, and, and I feel as though Sony has the, the potential to do that. I think the reason why Venom didn't really work with a lot of people, because it handicapped itself. Everything that Venom is supposed to be, you didn't do it because you thought at some point you would merge Venom with the MCU and you couldn't have him violently biting someone's head off and then think you could pluck him in the MCU. So they were kind of like, well, we got to kind of make it as close to PG-13, if not PG-13 as possible, so we can just Mm -hmm. integrate the two. Now, I think that you give Andy Serkis uh, the freedom to make it rated R, MA, triple X, whatever he wants to do with this Venom 2. I think you'll get a way better story. I think you'll get more of an accurate Venom uh, to the fans, and I think you'll get a really sick carnage um, maybe even sprinkle with a cut scene of Tom Holland. I just think if you're Sony, you have faith in what you're starting to do. Um, and everyone who is like, I don't support um, Spider-Man going back to Sony, blah, blah, blah. I can guarantee you anyone who says that, as soon as Sony releases that Spider-Man movie, they'll be there to go see it. And that's all Sony cares about. So it's like, it, it just doesn't matter. It, it just does, To them, it does not matter. Whether we like it or not, it's the reality. And once mm-hmm. that movie comes, I'm pretty sure everyone who's, who's very um, high on the idea of never really, uh, you know, being on board with this will go see that movie. And to Sony, that's all they care about. So to me, if we truly want to make them go back to the MCU, don't go see any of their, their Spider-Man universe movies. Make them take a hit financially for them to go, man, people aren't seeing our movies because we're not part of the MCU anymore. Maybe I'll think about striking a deal. But it's not logical. It's not going to happen. We're going to see Morbius. We're going to see Venom 2. And we're going to see a solo Spider-Man if, you know, if they decide to make it. So to me, it's a lose-lose for us if we're allowing ourselves to get worked up about something that inevitably will not change. Sony won't bend. Disney won't bend. Um, it, it'll be very interesting to see at some point who bends first. But I can guarantee you right now it will not be Sony. Um, right. Excuse me. But, um, all right, let's go to Tia. Tia, how is your, uh, what are your, first of all, again, if you want to respond to anything any of us have said, um, but what side are you on, Sony or Disney, and your overall thoughts on the deal not being able to be met? Um, 
Sorry, by the way, uh, sirens in the background, apparently, as soon as I have to talk. <laughs> the whole time while you guys are talking, nothing. I go to talk, all of a sudden, Yonkers decides it wants to burn down. But um, <laughs> I, I'm on Disney's side for the mere fact, and I'm glad that Paula mentioned it, the story. This throws a huge wrench into everything, essentially, because... When you think about it, right, okay, I have no qualms with Sony wanting to do its own thing, right? As you mentioned, we've seen Sony being able to make good, decent Spider-Man movies. And when you broke it down, they really have made less bad Spider-Man movies than we probably gave them credit for. But this is about the story when it comes to the MCU, I mean, as Paolo pointed out, what are we never supposed, far from home, left on a huge cliffhanger. Now, no more Sinister Six, no more Mysterio, no more Vulture. I mean, what the hell is that, the restriction? I mean, there was that one point when Kevin Feige had mentioned that, like, it's insane that, Marvel characters can't all be used in one thing. I mean, imagine the DC. Imagine them saying that they could that because of corporate BS, and that's what this is. Well, corporate BS that Batman and Superman could never be in a movie anymore together because two different studios own them and refuse to come to an agreement to ever put them. So then you never have a Justice League movie because what's a Justice League movie without the two of them in it. And to us, Spider-Man, especially Tom Holland's Spider-Man, has become such an integral part of the MCU, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're never supposed to mention him again. We're never supposed to. Like, thank God Tony's not around. Because can you imagine if they had continued with Tony and it's like, oh, remember that one kid that you, you know, were so upset about and essentially that's the whole reason why you even helped Cass and everyone else in Endgame was because you lost the kid. Who the hell was that again? I don't even remember. And that's just BS. Um, I do want to correct something that's been said uh, throughout this podcast, and I could be wrong too because there's been a lot of conflicting reports, but I heard that Disney wanted 30%, not 50%. Either way, they wanted more of the cut, which from a business side, who can blame them for that? And the thing is, is that, and maybe I'm just being a little too empathetic here, but I think about Tom Holland. I think about Tom Holland, who really enjoyed being in the MCU, really enjoyed being among those actors, and now it's like, hey, now you never get to be in that situation again. Now you have to be in Sony's solely uh, universe that they're just starting. And, Joan, I know that you mentioned that we should have more faith because of, say, X-Men First Class. Yes, that was a great movie. Yes, um, Days of Future Past was a great movie. But that was it. That wasn't a start of anything. That fizzled quite quickly. So, I mean, yes, Venom was financially good, but it was very janky. Um, And we don't know what Morbius... Sony could come with their own great little you know, universe, and that's fine. But to me, what really just affects all this is Tom Holland's involvement in the MCU. If we had never seen him in the MCU, then none of us would have been upset. But the fact is that you say, 
Or if it was one of those things like, yes, he's going to be in the Venom movie, but he's still going to be in the MCU. But you telling us, like, um, yeah, he's going to be in the Venom movie in the Venom universe, but guess what? Never, ever going to be in the MCU again. It's like, wait, what? Like, that's not a good trade-off at all. I'm not happy about that at all. And as far as them trying this, as far as this giving them the freedom to make, uh, you know, Venom rated R, I mean, there's still plans to bring Deadpool in. And, yes, they're probably going to make it PG-13, but his former two movies were rated R. So, you know, that also kind of, you know, messes things up a little because you're saying, oh, well, you know, kids and blah, 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 but they're going to have rated R movies to fall back on. So they could have made the first Venom rated R and still put Tom Hardy's Venom in the MCU or whatever. I don't think that would have really messed it up. You still would have gotten, you know, the parents bringing their kids because it's a superhero movie just like they did with Deadpool 2. So I don't think that that's really necessarily that valid. Uh, But... My whole thing is just that it's disappointing as a fan. It's a disappointing story-wise. I think that's the thing that sucks the most about all this is just because of corporate greed. And I just do hope that Sony and Disney could come to an agreement. Just, I don't know, have a little bit of heart, but I know that they won't. The one thing I'll say before I uh, stop my nonsensical rant is Juan it's time for uh, Disney to make that call to Tom Hardy. Because if we're never getting Tom Holland back, then I want Disney to start being petty. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know how much I like petty. (laughs) Sorry, I I really like that point. That was awesome. Yeah, I mean, Tia, you know, I've been been preaching it. I'm a huge fan of petty, especially when it comes to business. Uh, I just think petty is very entertaining. Um, But, I mean, if what I'm hearing is true, Kit Harrington could be our next Wolverine. So I didn't really know what you really go after for Tom Hardy, if that's the case. But um, two things I do want to say. You are correct. Uh, Disney was willing to accept as low as 30% uh, of the stake in the franchise. Um, but what Sony really wasn't budging on was the idea that um, uh, they wanted more than 5% uh, of the gross revenue. Um, you know, in, in the idea of the uh, the, the opening week, uh, the first dollar group, sorry. Um, Sony was just like, eh, no. Um, so thank you, Tia, that you definitely did. Um, but Disney also did want a 50 50 that seemingly was brought down to 30%. Um, but um, as far as what you were saying about Venom, the point I was trying to make is the difference between Venom and Deadpool is that Deadpool is that Venom in the comics was overtly violent, especially when Carnage came in. It was a really special kind of violence um, that you could do in a franchise that allows it to be itself. You can't have Carnage turning his hand to a sword, showing a guy with blood squirting out and his head coming off. You can't put that in a Spider-Man movie. And Disney was never going to allow that to be in a Deadpool movie. Um, I can guarantee you with Bob Iger saying, yeah, you know, I don't have a problem with doing a rated R Deadpool. Why have we heard nothing about a Deadpool movie? Because they're still trying to figure out, A, how to do it, and B, do they truly want to do it, um, or would they rather put it on a streaming service or something? Um, 
So I putting because remember, Spider Man is viewed seemingly the same way Superman is until Man of Steel. So where it's just like you're not gonna see anyone snap a neck or rip a head off, and it's like Zach was like, hold my beer. Spider Man is seen to be the same way. You, you don't want Venom coming ripping a body in that. Um, so you would have to water down Venom to make it work in a Spider Man movie. Um, and by no means were we ever going to get a rated R Spider-Man. Um, so to me, it's better if it's in Sony and it's a Venom world that you're placing Spider-Man in. I know a lot of people are like, that's stupid. It should be Spider-Man's world. You're placing Venom in. It's not the world we live in, people. Um, but, I mean, again, like I said, I don't blame either or. I don't blame either or. The point Powell was making about, you know, you've gone so far with, with Spider-Man now. Now, it's you know, you're removing him. Disney is kind of thinking we were okay before him. We'll be okay after him. And seemingly we have no reason not to believe that. Um, You know, we've had solo movies that we thought were good that didn't have Spider-Man in it since he's joined the MCU. Um, So, I mean, it's it's something we're all going to – go ahead, I'm sorry. I just want to point out, I understand that, like, okay, we haven't had a solo Iron Man movie since what? 2010 or something like that, you know, or whatever, or no, sorry, 2012, 2013, whatever. But that's one thing if it's like you're, quote, unquote, say, retiring the character or their story finished. Spider-Man's story was not finished in the MCU, and this whole legal BS now puts it where you can't even mention anything. That's where I have a huge problem with because, Again, this corporate BS getting in the way of actual storytelling, to me, it's just, it's dumb. It really is. Like, it's a bunch of man babies not able to come together to actually make a deal or anything. That's what's, like, frustrating. Like, holy shit, someone get the two of them in a room together and just keep them in there until they're actually able to come to an agreement. I just think it's it's not realistic right now, just right now, um, for either but, side to reach a deal. I just I I don't I don't see it. I mean I'm not saying it won't happen. Just right now, in the heat of it, right now, I just I, I don't think it's realistic that we see anything be done. I hope that I'm completely wrong, um, but just from a business standpoint, just right now it doesn't make sense for either side. I mean, Disney made their their self very clear on what they wanted. Sony made themselves very clear. The fact that a deal was not made means neither side is, is interested in budging. And I don't see that changing um, anytime soon. I mean, because we're probably another year, no, not another year, maybe two years out from if Sony is actually moving forward with doing a, a solo Spider-Man movie. So we won't know till then whether or not it's like, ah, Sony, you kind of need Disney, like, go back. Like, we won't know. I mean, we, we just will have no idea. Um, so, I mean, I just look at it from just realistically, we got to move on. I mean, Kevin Feige just gave us a whole bunch more today at D23 to, to completely take care of us for the next, next year or two. Um, so I the think only we thing, can get over this. Go ahead. The only thing that gives me a slight bit hope was, I know there are two completely different situations, but we never thought that we would see James Gunn back. You know, when he was fired... To me, I was like, that's it. It's done with. Never going to happen. You know, you in the beginning had hope that it was going to be reversed, and then you had to have the 
slow acceptance that he was never coming back, and then suddenly it was announced he was coming back. I'm like, I really hope that's how it is with this Spider-Man. Everything seems very bleak right now, and then we're going to accept it, and then something's going to happen, and that's just the optimist in me trying to be happy about it. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and and again, I don't. I hope I'm not coming off as, as like you know like. Get with it, guys. I, I'm just saying I'd rather, instead of uh, kind of just harping over how much this sucks, I'd rather go the route of, of thinking, man, what if Sony makes a really good Venom sequel and a really good Spider-Man movie, and then we could have Venom and Spider-Man? Um, like, that's where my mind immediately goes. Because I can tell you right now, I think the biggest issue Feige and Amy Pascal had before she, she got promoted was Feige had no interest at the moment, maybe even anytime soon, of bringing Venom over. Amy was very insistent on bringing Venom over. So it's like, I don't think Feige had any any interest in, in bringing Tom Hardy's Venom over anytime soon. Um, so to me, it's kind of like, we finally get Venom and Spider-Man. That's what we've all been saying we wanted. And it didn't seem like Feige was in a rush to give that to us. Sony could give it to us right off the bat. Venom sequel, so, uh, Spider-Man solo. Venom 3 could be uh, Carnage, Spider-Man, Venom. Boom. There we go. We're happy campers, especially if it's a good movie. So to me, that's where I'd like to, to put all my positivity is that I could get something I never thought we could successfully get. Because um, Spider-Man 3, to me, never happened. So we only had two Spider-Mans with Tobey Maguire. Um, so this is the first time I'm ever getting Venom. So to me... I hope it's really good. I hope it works out. And Tia, pal, everyone, I do hope Disney and Sony can get this figured out and we get Holland back before Sony confuses anymore with two different storylines. Um, but, Dom, before I go to you, I want to kick it to Christian before he, uh, before he has to get out of here. Uh, take it away, Christian. Yeah, so first uh, I wanted to say um, that was a very good point. I don't, I'm, forgive me, I don't remember who brought it up, that no one cared about the fans, like that – that's a great point. Like no one's thinking about us. Like everyone's thinking about the money, which their businesses. That's what businesses do. But that's a very, very great point that I wanted to highlight. No one's thinking about us. Like a divorce is the children, us to suffer. You know, it's like, and that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just want want to take a moment. Um, so we had a. Any listeners out there, make sure and check out uh, the podcast I co-host, Nerds with Friends podcast. Um, so you can find us at com. We just had a chance to interview uh, Jeff Anderson, the president of Legion M, and David Baxter, who's the VP of Legion M. And for any D&D players, we had uh, Luke Gygax, the son of Gary Gygax, uh, one of the creators of Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, it was a lot of fun, so make sure and check it out. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Christian. We actually do have... Uh, another group we work with that does D&D um, stuff, so they would be very excited to, to tune into that. Um, Christian, we, we love having you as always, man. Um, I assume we'll probably definitely see you next week, right? For sure. All right. Um, all right. Thank you very much, Christian. Make sure you guys check them out. Um, you can definitely look on, on our website, and you'll find everything <laughs> upstairs. Um, but also check them out on um, Instagram and Twitter also. Um, all right, let's get right back into it. Dom, I saved you for last, man. You spoke <laughs> up all the conversation. 
everyone's opinion. You heard how stupid I sounded. <laughs> so you are ready to attack, man. Uh, which side are you on, Sony or Disney? And how is your overall thought about the um, the deal falling through? And do you want it to add to anything anyone else has said? So I'm kind of in the middle, but I'm going to lean more towards Sony. And I'm going a, I'm to a, look at it kind of like if someone, if you had a friend riding with you to the to the gas station and y'all, but we all walk in and they go, Hey, you should buy a lottery ticket. And you're like, Oh, cool. I got some extra money. I'll buy a lottery ticket. Which one should I buy? They tell you to pick number three. You pick number three, you scratch it off. You win a million dollars, right? So you drove there, you pay for the lottery ticket, but they picked it. How much, you know, of course it's your friend. You want to split it. But how much do you think you should split? Do you do 50-50? Do you do 60-40? What do you do? You, and, of course, since you buy it, you're going to feel some type of way that you want a little bit more because if you didn't have the money, the ticket wouldn't have been bought in the first place. And then they're going to argue, well, we had the idea, so without the idea, you wouldn't have picked that one. So it's not Sony's fault that they were they bought the rights, the movie rights. And what, so... To, for someone to come after the fact and say, "Hey, we want fifty percent," you're gonna feel like, "Nah, get get out of here!" Like I we I bought this fair and square. Yeah, you may have like had the idea with you know with Marvel ha- having created Spider Man. I bought the rights to this, so like I mean, got my face like so. It's, I feel like they, yeah, they. Sh- I think they should, you know keep collaborating because of uh, the fans and um, how well it did recently. But at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, if you if you bought a shirt and your friend uh, borrowed it and they look better in it, that's not your fault they look better in it. You bought <laughs> your shirt. So I'm kind of – I kind of lead, lead – I mean, lean that way a little bit. And also um, I'm I'm kind of okay with – if Sony wants to focus all their efforts on just the Spider-Man universe but still collaborate with Marvel, because I feel like eventually, no matter you know how thing, bad things get in the next you know coming weeks with, the, with negotiations, they're going to come to some kind of agreement just because they know that, yeah, people will still go see the movie, but it's going to lack something, and you know, because of uh, the Mar or the Disney touch is not there. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I I'm okay with them if they want to keep a whole Spider Universe and still collaborate when they want to crossover. Fine, as long as you you know consult to say you know you want to keep a tangible storyline to where if there when there is a crossover, it matches up. But, um, yeah, I mean, I do think that, um, you know, I had read before, too, that the, the they offered the third. They were, they said they would take 30. I don't know why they didn't want to come. I mean, there had to be just something we don't know with uh, the negotiations. I know that, you know, a lot of people were initially mad that Disney is trying to muscle everybody and buy up everything, so maybe that's part of the reason. They're like, no, you're not going to buy us like you bought everybody else. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure, but 
I kind of I kind of understand why Sony feels the way they feel. Um, especially like you said, like they know that at the end of the day, they put out a Spider-Man movie. Whether or not you're mad or not, you're gonna go watch it just because if everybody likes it, you can, you're gonna, you don't want to miss out on a great Spider-Man movie. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm a I'm, I'm of course I'm I'm team <laughs> I'm team Marvel. So if Spider-Man is still under the Marvel umbrella to an extent, um, so yeah, I, I think that uh, they'll eventually work it out. I feel like they'll have to, but yeah, I definitely see why Sony feels the way they do. Yeah, I, I think the one thing that hasn't been said is, like I said at the top of the show, I just think Sony feels like I, I can do it myself. Like I got it, I got it. Um, you know, and if that's the case, I think a lot of it has to do with just them being very confident um, that they could do these Spider-Man movies justice. And to me, I choose to trust that. Um, but, I mean, to me, the biggest thing that sucks is it seemed like maybe Norman Osborn was going to be a huge piece of the MCU going forward. Not anymore. Um, right. Spider-Man was supposed to be a huge piece. Not anymore. Um, so, I mean, I think the biggest issue, if you're Sony, I think the stupidest thing you allowed Marvel to do is have all the villains that they've used so far um, have very, like, their motivations were Tony Stark. That was Vulture's motivation. Right. That was Mysterio's motivation. So, like, if you want to reintroduce Mysterio and, and um, Vulture, you can do it, but you'd have to do it. And also, I don't know how their licensing works. Like, did MCU cast Michael Keaton and Jake Gyllenhaal? Uh, yeah. If that's the case, I don't think you could still use those actors. Like, I, right. I don't know. I don't know how that works. So, to me, I kind of just think, like, did you did you think about this a little bit, Sony? <laughs> like, I know it sounds like I'm, I'm jumping on board on, on getting on Sony, but it's like, um, you know, probably shouldn't have, like, you should have thought when you made the first deal, like, man, there's a possibility I could not want to work with them in the future. Maybe yeah. let me not let me not have the two, you know, these two villains' motivations be an MCU character. Like, it should be Spider-Man. So if I wanted to take him back, it wouldn't be confusing that the villain's motivation is only Spider-Man. Um, so I mean, I don't know, I don't know. Like, if you're telling me now I can't ever see Michael Keaton and Jake Gyllenhaal their respective characters, it sucks. I mean, it sucks on right. a situation that already sucks. Um, and I think you will uh, never be able to see them again. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the bright side is I don't really want to see them again. I want Rhino. I want Shocker. I want Craven. I want Goblin. Um, Spider-Man has a huge rogue gallery. Give us more. Uh, Otto Octavius, we still have not seen yet. Um, so to me, it's like, good, one's in jail, one's presumably dead. Cool. I don't need to see them again. Um, you know, and even if they go the route of like people like, oh, well, how are you going to do Sinister Six now? You 100% can. You have not gotten a comic accurate Scorpion yet. Um, so you could do Scorpion. You could do Sandman. You could do Goblin. You could do Otto Octavius. You could do Craven. Um, you know, you could do Rhino. Like, that could be your Sinister Six. You could omit Vulture and Mysterio. People just have to live with it. I'm not going to say they'll be okay with it, but they'll have to live with it. They don't have another – you don't have an alternative. You know, like, <laughs> MCU doesn't have the rights to do their own Spider-Man movies. 
Um, so to me, does it suck? Very much, especially now that I'm realizing I possibly can't see Keaton or Hall as their respective characters again. But it does free up the opportunity to see more of his rogue alley that I kind of want to uh, donate it. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, let's be real. If if at the end of the day, if it comes to it and Disney is like, look, we got to give the fans Spider-Man, they'll just throw a couple billion at them and be like, look, we're taking them. You can, you're not going to turn down this money. <laughs> well, i tell you this. i tell you this. Fox is really desperate, right? Like, really desperate. Yeah. The deal that a lot of people don't know is that Fox's deal with Marvel was that they had to make a movie every four years or they would lose the rights to the characters which is why you got the Fantastic Four movies, why you got so many X-Men movies. Um, so at some point, it just was like, this isn't working. Like, we have to sell. Like, <laughs> we have to sell. Everything sucks. We have to sell. I can tell you right now, Sony Sony is maybe not that far from possibly eventually getting there, um, but they're in a way better situation than Fox was. The desperation right, is right, right. Um, so, I mean, Disney makes an offer to buy Spider-Man. I can tell you right now, out of spite, Sony won't sell. Same reason, like, (laughs) everyone that always gets on Sony, like, oh, Sony, you guys should sell back to Marvel. You guys suck, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, where is this, where is the same energy for the fact that Universal owns Hulk? Like, the fact that we can't have a solo Hulk movie ever again, um, unless it comes from Universal. No one's upset about that, right? Like, we're just, we're going to ignore that. And that just doesn't matter. I will say, I will say, we are getting She-Hulk as a TV series. Just saying. Which is a loophole. Which, which is fine. Like that's great. But the fact that we we will never see World War Hulk uh, or Planet Hulk or mm-hmm. any of that mm-hmm. is the most disgusting injustice. More so than anything Spider-Man wise. Like that is one of the biggest Hulk stories that we will never see. Because at this point, this Hulk has already matured. He's moved past World Breaker Hulk and all that. And, um, so I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought someone was going to say something. I'm sorry. I sounded really stupid just now. Um, <laughs> but um, the, introdu- the introduction of She-Hulk is going to be great. I think that's going to – I think the smartest thing for them is to kind of move Hulk out, move her in. Um, because I think we're we're gonna go into the next generation of Avengers. So She-Hulk, uh, well, Spider-Man's gone, so throw that out. Um, but uh, Hawkeye's replacement, um, you know, Captain America obviously switching uh, or passing the mantle on to Falcon. So we're gonna see next gen Miss Marvel. We're gonna get Kamala Khan. So we're gonna see the next generation. So She-Hulk is perfect. Um, but yeah, I mean. It's to the point to where it's kind of just like, I think we've exhausted what we want from Sony, what we want from Disney. Um, I don't really think any of us have any ideas on what we'd like to see from Sony going forward, because I think what we all would like to see is them giving the rights back to to the MCU or sharing uh, back with the MCU. So I want to kind of turn this conversation a little bit to what we just found out today. We found out a lot of stuff today. And we usually don't have the chance to talk about this stuff together. Like, me and Tia do it on Geekbox Live, and then we have to make it a topic for us to talk about it. So, let's get into D23. Let's talk a little bit about positivity coming out of the Disney camp. Uh, Tia, I'm actually going to start with you. What was the biggest thing to come out of the Marvel panel today that really kind of just popped to you? 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I was not prepared for this portion of the uh, Q&A, but I think that it's really exciting that Moon Knight is coming because this is something that people have been wanting for years. I mean, uh, what was it? Even like a year ago, two years ago, people were like, oh, what's the next thing that like the Netflix Defenders universe should introduce? Moon Knight. Um, we uh-huh. even fan casted Keanu Reeves as Moon Knight. So the fact that like, hey, they listened and they said, guess what? We're bringing it. I think that's awesome to me. That was the most exciting. She-Hulk is also really exciting because I am interested to see who they're actually going to cast in that role. And also the fact that they're bringing in Miss Marvel. I mean, it was all really cool. I love seeing... um, I love seeing Robert Downey Jr. there. Uh, love seeing John Favreau. It's just great. Obviously, the Marvel portion was what I was super excited about, and just really happy to see because the Disney Plus um, lineup looks so cool. And I feel like it's going to be easy to watch because if we're assuming that all of them are going to be about six to eight episodes each, um, then that's great. Oh. And I do have to point out, because now I'm, like, remembering anything that came from uh, today, but Sharon Carter is uh, returning for Falcon and Winter Soldier, and she is a seriously undervalued and underrated character that I know that maybe most people wouldn't even blink about, but I've been wanting to see her back, and I've been wanting her to be utilized better. So the fact that they're finally bringing her back, I'm like, yes, give her more of a role instead of just a love interest, which we won't have because Steve Rogers isn't around. See, I blame that to you. I blame that on the Russos. I think they yeah. missed a huge opportunity. Um, I think they went the wrong direction. Instead of having Black Widow um, as the prominent female in that movie, Carter should have been. Um, it would have meant a lot to the idea of Steve working directly with with her so that when um, Civil War came and he found out that was Peggy's granddaughter or, or niece or whatever, it would have hit more because it would have been like, damn, yeah, man, like I was working side by side by you. Like, I kissed you. Like, you know, like, same thing was at all weird to tell me, like, you were related to Peggy. Um, Wait, I think that was a huge. Do you think that? Do you think about when, at the end of Endgame, when Steve Rogers goes back to Peggy, does he tell her, hey, I kissed your, like, niece in the future? Is that just something that's, like, a (laughs) non-mentionable? Well, you don't mention it, like, ever. But I think the weirder thing would be that Sharon is interested in Cap, knowing that he definitely dated her aunt or grandmother, whatever Peggy is there. Like, I think that's weirder. Like, she's yeah, like, damn, my aunt has good taste in men. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, what would she say if she were still here? Like, yo, for real? Like, you undate the dude I couldn't get a chance to fully date because he died? Like, that, that, that that's what you think is cool? Um, but I do blame Winter Soldier for not making her um, cooler, really. I, honestly, because all she seemed like was a love interest. Um, so yeah. I kind of blame the Russo brothers a little on that. Um, and maybe this is her chance to shine, so... Well, because we saw, and not to go, sorry, to continue with it, but 
we saw a little bit of that in Civil War with that scene between Sharon, Black Widow, and Bucky, you know, albeit that it was a very short fight scene, but they still threw in some cool moves in there, which is what I always kind of like that they incorporate, say, in the Black Widow moves, and I feel like they were trying to do that with Sharon Carter as well. So we can get that in the show. That'd be really great. Luckily for Sharon, her biggest kryptonite is Black Widow. She's dead, so you don't have to worry about it. Like, you get to be as cool as Black Widow now because she's not in your way to mess things up for you anymore. Um, so hopefully now, like I said, she gets to break out and seem really cool um, because I think she's a really cool character, but you would never know because the Russo brothers always found a way to put Black Widow in that spot. Um, so, yeah, like you said, hopefully she does get to um, to kind of break out a little bit more. But I will say the Moon Knight news to me is what I was hoping you would pick, Kia, because if this show is at anywhere near as dark as the Netflix Marvel shows were, it'll let you know that they do have an extreme interest in bringing back those characters at some point, and maybe yeah. even to Disney Plus. Um, well, that's what made me so excited with it. As soon as they right, saw yes. We now know we don't have to worry about the idea of Moon Knight, you know, teaming with Blade or Ghost Rider, because Ghost Rider's going to Hulu. Blade is going to be on the big screen. So it seems like Moon Knight is there to possibly, again, I'm only speculating here, everyone listening. Um, this is not factual at all. Um, if Moon Knight is a success, which we can expect it to be, it should open the door. Um, for bringing back at least Daredevil, at least Punisher, um, and kind of just building a world with that. I mean, that'll be really weird because I think Moon Knight takes place in Chicago. Um, so the idea that he's in Chicago, they're in New York, what brings one to the other? Um, I mean, that'll be interesting to see, but we got Moon Knight. I mean, we can rule out Keanu Reeves being Moon Knight, but we got Moon Knight, so... That's all I could ask for. That's Marvel's Batman. I've been waiting for it. We got it. I just wish it would come out before the rest of this crap that they're giving us. Uh, that's that's what I'm more excited about. I don't care about this other crap. Give me Moon Knight right now. Uh, but all right, let's move, let's move down the list. Pal, um, what screamed out to you the most out of what uh, uh, Feige presented us from the um, the TV series panel today? Out of all the shows. Yeah, um, well, I will be completely transparent and say that I was more excited about Star Wars than the Marvel announcement. So I wasn't like, I mean, it was kind of exciting to hear what came out of Marvel, but most of it we did already know in advance. So I was like, yeah, yeah, cool, whatever. <laughs> um, but I personally thought um, my favorite part of the night, uh, it was just something that was more of a shocker than exciting, was that um, they were going to be bringing back um, oh gosh, what's her name? I'm looking through my tweets right now. Kat Dennings. She's going to be coming back to the MCU. We haven't seen her since the earlier Thor movies. And I think she's going to be in WandaVision, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that was kind of, um, I, I thought it was kind of out of the blue, and I was pretty excited about this. I was like, well, I liked her in the Thor movies, and it's kind of unfortunate the direction that Thor movies went because, you know, we lost Natalie Portman and Kat Eddings. But, yeah, now we get to see more of her. And that was actually – that was something I was completely not expecting whatsoever. So I would say that was um, one of my favorite news of the night because pretty much everything else 
either I'm not too familiar with the comics, uh, so like the three new shows that we're at, and I don't really know much about them, but like I'm still kind of looking forward to what they're going to be about. Um, and then the other ones, you know, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like we are, we are kind of reading you all about that, but Chad Dunning, that was pretty exciting to hear. Yeah, I mean, also um, the news that WandaVision is going to be kind of like a somewhat of a comedy. Um, yeah, you know, is, like a sixty show. I, right. Yeah, they said it's going to be like a like a Dick Van Dyke sixty show. <laughs> right, and they're bringing back the the agent from Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, well, yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah. So I mean, oh, uh, I, I don't really the guy that was Randall Park, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He was great um, in that movie. <laughs> I, I loved him in that movie. Um, so I can't <laughs> wait to see more from his character. I just. I, this WandaVision show is seeming less and less and less appealing by the day. Um, so you telling me this is going to be somewhat of a comedy? I'm like, oh, no, just when I thought you could do right by Scarlet Witch, you're going to try to make her funny? All right. Yeah, um, and especially since we've all that we've seen from between Wanda and Vision have always been, like, more serious, you know, because they're, yeah. you know, they have a relationship that isn't supposed to exist and, it, you know, I mean, he freaking died, you know, uh, for the team. So I I also agree with you. I'm curious to see how they're going to make it like a comedy. Um, I, and I don't know. We're, and shooting hasn't even started yet, so we have no clue what to expect. Oh, no, not at all, not at all. But to be fair, but to be Kyle, I had really no interest in this show beforehand. Uh, same here. <laughs> and I'm gaining less interest. As we move forward, so I mean, yep. again, I I will be completely honest. I am, of course, going to watch it, but I'm just saying, and I'm not even saying it's going to be bad. I'm just saying I don't have any interest in it. Like, if, if it wasn't what we do for like a living here in Geek Bad Nation, I'd probably never even watch it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I did want to say, um, I completely just lost what I was going to say. Oh no. I was going to say this to AJ. I'm sorry, pal. Uh, did you no, have fine. anything else you wanted to add else you wanted to um, about anything else that maybe you, you were excited to say? No, maybe another time we can talk about the Star Wars news, though. I, I, I have lots to say about that. <laughs> yeah, all right, because I wanted yeah, to make time, AJ. I don't even care, and please hear me out, AJ, before you freak out. I don't even care what your opinion about the MCU panel is, AJ. AJ, you know what I want to talk to you about. What do you think I want to talk to you about, AJ? <laughs> I don't know what. You know I want to talk Star Wars, Clone Wars, AJ. Only me and you care about it that deeply, AJ. I desperately wanted to hear your opinion. Um, not only because I don't think I ever asked you your opinion on the trailer, but we now know it comes out in February. It's not that far. It's still too far. I was hoping it would be here, like, tomorrow, uh, but it's not. <laughs> but um, are, are you – because to me, the biggest issue I'm having, AJ, is, like, the fact that you're bringing it back just to kind of close everything off, like, really bugs me because I know as soon as I watch it, I'm going to be like, kind of want another season. And it's impossible to have another season because Rebels existed. Um, but what are your thoughts on us getting a confirmed date for Star Wars The Clone Wars? And your thoughts, I wanted to know your thoughts on the trailer. Okay, first of all, 
I didn't even know there was a trailer, so I have to watch it. No, 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 after no, no, no. Not, not a new trailer. I never asked you your thoughts on the original trailer that uh, we got back at at Comic Con. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, as soon as it as soon as it released, I was so excited. I literally lost my mind when I first watched the trailer. Um, confirmation that Ahsoka was coming back, uh, obviously. Um, Anakin, seeing Anakin and Obi Wan together, um, I just loved all of that. Seeing Rex as well, I thought everything was incredible. And then finally, like hearing that we're gonna get the Siege of Mandalore, which I've I read in the Ahsoka novel, and I really cannot wait until I see it on screen animated. And it's gonna it's gonna have better effects than it did in the first what six seasons of Star Wars Clone Wars. So just yeah. just me thinking about that fight between Ahsoka and Darth Maul, I literally have chills all over my body. And then the recent photo that I released at D twenty three. Um oh, yeah. with um Ahsoka and Darth Maul just looking over his shoulder. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I literally have chills down my spine right now, and I I cannot wait until the Clone. Wars. I I'm honestly thinking about rewatching the whole Clone Wars series and just doing like mini reviews on the website on Geese Vibes um, Nation's website. Hey, dude, we can do podcasts, man. Don't limit yourself. We could yeah. do podcasts. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm here with you, man. Too. We could do podcasts. Uh, I will say I thought one of the the worst things in Netflix history is when they got rid of Sons of Anarchy, right? And I'm like, this actually, no, 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 let's go, let's go further back. They got rid of Archer. I'm like, all right, you guys just don't know what you're doing. You're idiots. But I got over it. Then I started binging, uh, um, uh, I just, just said the name, just completely forgot it again. Um, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. I was rewatching it. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I was rewatching it, and then they got rid of that. And I'm like, okay, I'll just watch Star Wars every day. And then he got rid of that. And I'm like, okay, this is personal. I, I started to feel like Tia had something to do with it. It was really personal. It was becoming personal. And then the last straw was when they got rid of Godfather. I'm like, all right, this is it. I'm canceling my subscription. I'm done with Netflix. Um, but, no, I mean, I, I love what they did. And this is a rare thing you'll hear from me, AJ. I actually prefer the animation of the original Star Wars The Clone Wars. I loved I loved the Samurai Jack meets Star Wars. That was so beautiful to me. Um, it took a while for me to get used to this 3D version um, that we currently have, but I love it. I love it too, man. I cannot wait. I think Sam Witwer is joining that Star Wars The Clone Wars universe was the best thing yes. to happen to that universe uh, because not only has he been an amazing Maul, when the voice actor that voiced... Um, um, Palpatine passed away. Sam Witwer filled in, and he sounded amazing. Um, I do not think Sam Witwer gets enough credit um, for for what he does, whether it's voice acting that he does an amazing job of, or just acting. I think incredible. Sam Witwer He's is incredible. a good actor. Yeah. Um, I would love to see him, even though it's impossible now. I would love to have seen him be the CW's Batman. I think he would have been great. Um, he could do dark really, really, really well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was just, I, I was blown away. I wanted to, to get a chance to talk to you about it, AJ, because I think 
me, you, and Nick, who does Geek Vibes Live with us, um, are the biggest fans of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Um, if we could have it every day, all day, I think the three of us would. Um, so I wanted to I make sure I had enough time to throw that in there. Go ahead. I will say this. Uh, once this is over, I really want them to dive into, like, the extended universe for Star Wars. So get Star Killer back. Um, oh, Darth Maulers. All of them as an anim- as animated. I would lo- I would love that too. AJ, I'm sitting here crying because out of <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic, I am yes. the only person who has been begging for this universe to bring back Star Killer because he's not canon. He said he's not canon anymore, and I'm like, oh, I don't care. I don't care about cannons, missiles, launchers, whatever. You got to bring Star Killer back. If you're not going to give me another also, game, at least give him an animated rule too. We can also get an animated version of Rule of Two when that first begun. Oh, yes. Oh, yep. oh my goodness. You know, sorry, we've spiraled here. Dom, I'm going to go right to you. But, AJ, you know what I <laughs> definitely love to see? I would love to see Star Wars do a what-if uh, world just like Marvel did. Like, picture if, uh, what if Obi-Wan Kenobi got seduced by the dark side? What if what Palpatine... What if Darth was still alive? Yes. 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 What if Yoda in in Palpatine switched? What if Palpatine remained a Jedi? Like so many different what ifs you could do, and Star Wars has a way better arsenal to do it with than I think Marvel does. Um, so if Star Wars ever did a what if? Oh my God, we'd have to write it, AJ. Me and you would have to write it. Anyway, Dom. Yeah. So sorry, man. I can talk Star Wars with this guy <laughs> all day. Um, so. I'm going to open it up, and I'm going to go back after you're done, Dom. I'm going to go back to UT and you, pal. But I'm going to open it up since me and AJ did. What did you enjoy out of D23, whether it was from Star Wars or from Marvel? Uh, so first uh, is is the She-Hulk. Um, I'm not – and the thing with She-Hulk, I remember seeing her, you know, pop up in uh, random animated series when I was younger, and – She's always been around. She just never had uh, an in-depth story, so it's going to be kind of cool to, like, kind of see it unfold. And I'm going to keep on this uh, Alexandra Daddario uh, campaign until she responds because uh, I think she'd be great in it. Um, and I'm kind of – after listening to uh, Tia's interview with uh, Liana Ramirez, uh, with her wanting to play Kate Bishop, I kind of want to keep an eye on the the Hawkeye uh, series because I'd kind of like to see how that unfolds because it does seem that, you know, with some of these, you know, shoot your shot <laughs> campaigns and hashtags that, you know, it, it's kind of working uh, because, you know, I feel like it's a lot easier for them to pick people who want to play the role than to, like, look for somebody to play the role. Um the Mandalorian looks really good. Uh, I mean, just it, it it seems like a very a lot more dark than I I thought they were gonna go for, which uh, is always I like I like seeing the dark side of Star Wars more than the light side. So uh, right. if that's kind of the, more the focus, then I think it's gonna be really good to see. And um, yeah, I think that's I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I am definitely with you. I, and it sounds so so wrong, but the best Star Wars stories to me 
only involve dark. Like, yeah. you give me a light Star Wars. That's why I, it took a while uh, for me to get into Star Wars Rebels because I'm like, it seems so happy. Like, no one's dying. Like, there's not farms being burned. Like, I, I'm really not resonating with this. And then you get, uh, then it started to get a little darker. And it was like, all right, here we go. Like, this is what I've been waiting for. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm completely with you. That's why I said I need Knights of the Old Republic. You give me uh, Malgus just murdering through people, especially Jedi, I'm a happy camper. You won't see me ask for anything else. I won't even need Christmas. <laughs> If you give me that. Um, but uh, that's another thing I wanted to see. I can't remember his name. Um, you're going to have to help me, AJ. The blue guy. I can't remember his name to save my life. Oh, man. What's his name? The blue uh, guy. Yeah, from um, Star Wars. He's an admiral for the um, the dark side. Oh, red eyes, blue skin, red eyes. Oh, I can't think of his name. Um, are you talking about um, that, 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 uh, Thrawn? Yes, Thrawn. You know who I casted as Thrawn? I think his name is Richard E. Grant. Um, he was one of the bad guys from Logan, the the scientist. Who I was thinking, I was thinking Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I would not be upset with that at all, at all. Actually, that's my pick. I'm stealing it. No one heard AJ <laughs> say it. I said it first. <laughs> Uh, I want to go back to you. Um, did you want to speak to anything on the Star Wars side? I wanted to give everyone fair fair opportunity to speak on both sides. Do you want to speak anything Star Wars? Well, as I think I mentioned a little earlier in the show, I don't have as much investment in Star Wars as you guys do. But to me, the Mandalorian trailer looks really good. I just like the way that it Perfect. was shot. Um, you, you know what's so cool about it is that it's a series, but it really does look like a movie, which is what John Favreau had said during an interview at D23, that they shot the series as if they were shooting a movie, and you can tell that. Um, you can tell that you are getting, like, movie-grade production when it comes to this TV series, and I think it's going to be really cool, The as AJ just said right now, I mean, close to perfection, man. Like, the the music was great. The shots were good. It gave you just enough that to show you it's in the Star Wars universe, but didn't give you too much um, of the plot line or anything like that. It really intrigued me, and this is something that prior to this, I really didn't have a whole lot of interest for, just because, again, Star Wars was really never my thing. But I would certainly watch this. Based on that trailer, I would definitely watch it once Disney Plus releases it. Yeah, IG-11 shot was perfection, by the way. I just want to say that, and I'll be quiet. <laughs> no, 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 you're absolutely right. And I'm always a huge fan when you never in a trailer, like the first trailer more specifically, hear the main character say a word. Like, I love it. It, it is, it is well, well, I knew a thrill for me. I knew you were going to love it. Like, no lie, Juwan. I was watching it, and I was like, it is a trailer where the main character not only has his mask on, 
but doesn't say a single word. I was like, Juwan must be in heaven right now. He's like, yes, this is how it's done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first thing I did when I saw the trailer was email it to Pablo Shriver, and I was like, yeah, this better be your first trailer, though. Like, I don't want to hear you speak. I don't want to see your face. Like, I emailed it to him, and he hasn't responded back, so I don't think he agrees to it. But uh, I definitely no, I know. <laughs> But no, it, it's just it's the mystery of it. It's the mystery of it. Like, how is he gonna sound? Um, you know, does he talk often? Like, what what gets him to talk? Um, is he more business than he is conversation? Um, there's just a lot of questions, and I like building questions rather than the trailer answering every last question that I ask. I like to uh, kind of build my own questions that weren't answered, and I was able to do that with this trailer. Um, so I mean, I, I enjoyed that definitely. Um, pal, I'm going to go over to you. I know you got some stuff to say about the Mandalorian. So, um, what were your thoughts? Oh, my gosh. I was just – the thing is and, – and you know what? I, I've said in this podcast before, I don't watch trailers. I couldn't contain my excitement, and I just went ahead and watched that teaser trailer because that first shot, like AJ was talking about, of the skulls on the ground alone just, like, grab my sense. I was like, I have to see. I can't just wait until November to see what this is about. And, oh, my gosh, like, you, you're right, Kia. I thought the same thing, that I had to remind myself this is only a TV show. This is just a TV show, but it looks like a movie. So, in a way, it's kind of better than a movie because it's going to – I, I don't know if they said how many episodes it will be. I think they maybe 12. Is it 8 or 12? 8. Yeah, so like you know, that's like a freaking long movie if you think about it. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hating on it. But yeah, I mean, it's the you know John Favreau's directing it. Um, they have a pretty good cast from what we saw at D23. Um, the guy who shot Rogue One um, is going is on the project as well, and he um, teamed up with another cinematographer to shoot the film, which is why it looks so freaking good. Um, personally, I'm surprised no one has mentioned it yet. I about fell out of my chair when they finally announced Ellen McGregor coming back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. That was where I just lost it. Like, I needed someone to, to just bring me back to life because I was so, 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 so thrilled that it was finally official. We heard the rumors, but nothing was set in stone yet. But now we can all be at peace. Obi-Wan Kenobi is coming back. Ellen McGregor is going to be reprising his role. And I am Thank so, God. so thrilled. Yeah, I know. I mean, the thing is, um, I do, I really do not like the prequels of Star Wars just because, you know, they, they really are cringy. But if, if there's one thing that saves those movies, it's Ellen McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, I really do believe that. And so the fact that we're finally going to get him back in those movies after so long, I, I'm looking forward to it. And even though we don't really have any clue what it's going to entail, we don't know exactly when we're going to be getting it. Um, I'm just happy that, well, and actually, no, they said that the script's already finished. They're going to be shooting it next year. So it might be coming a lot sooner than we think. And, yeah, I, I'm i just a big Star Wars geek. I, I freaking love Star Wars. I I love Marvel, but, I mean, if I had to choose between one or the other, for me, it's Star Wars all the way. And, yeah, it, it was a good night for me, <laughs> to, to say the least. Yeah, I think they said... I think the thing that excited me the most about uh, Kenobi was that um, they said it's supposed to be around, if not before the solo movie. And if I that's think it the is case, around, yeah. If it's around the solo movie, I'm starting to get a migraine with all the excitement that I'm getting. That means Maul 
is still alive and he's full force. Because remember, he was in yep. the end of Solo. Yep. If we mm-hmm. could get in the season finale, Kenobi versus Darth Maul, you guys can't talk to me for a week. For a full nope. week. I'll need to process <laughs> I can't it. Even. I'll need to inhale it. I'll need to though. eat it. I doubt, <laughs> I doubt, I doubt it won't happen. I doubt that will happen because I think right. it's what, 30 years after? I, I'm totally guessing it's like 30 years after until they actually meet on um, Tatooine for that final fight. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, hold no, on, no, it's around on, Solo. Yeah. Solo is Come right, on. right, right before a new oh, boat. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. AJ, I was about to say, hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. Even if that was the case, mind. even if that was the case, AJ, I don't care. I don't care about continuity. I don't care about history. You give me Maul and you give me Kenobi in the season finale. Are you? Oh, listen. I, I won't even be alive to see Knights of the Old Republic. I'll die then. Like, I'll die then. <laughs> That'll be it. That'll oh, be it. Who, who did the um the um fight with um Obi-Wan and Darth Vader? That, um, they released the, re-released the fight that made it look better than the original. Whoever did that yeah. needs to – I think they need to go on to the Obi-Wan show. And if they do the fight – I want the, I want that see, to happen. The Obi Wan versus percent. Darth Maul fight. Wait, versus Darth Maul? Yes, I thought you were saying Darth Vader. I'm like, I don't ever want to see Obi <laughs> versus Darth Vader. I think the way it was done was confusing enough. Keep it at that. Let's just move past it. I think I don't even want to see you and Obi get that old. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't want to I don't want there to be like five seasons and he looks like. He should be dead. Like I, I don't want to. You just that. I wanted... continuity. I'm just talking about the one that we have that's going to happen this season, and then the end of the season we just get that fight. Doesn't even matter about continuity anymore. Just let Listen, the fight happen. I'm all for blowing up continuity. Might as well get used to it. Tony's about to do it. But anyway, um, <laughs> I do. I, I cannot wait for that, especially if they introduce. Well, not introduce. If they give us Darth Maul again. I'm even going out on a limb and saying Darth Maul should have his own show. Um, I mean, if that Netflix, not Netflix, I'm sorry, if that um, fan-made show didn't show you that he has the the biggest fan base out of any villain, really, I mean, obviously Darth Vader, but Darth Maul has a huge fan base. Uh, And people went bananas when they thought that was a Netflix show about Darth Maul. So to me, Darth Maul should have his own show. Um, even if Sam Witwer wants to do it, Sam, do it. Um, but I, I just, I, I want to see as much Darth Maul as possible. I want Solo to have a sequel, but not in a movie, in a series. Um, and put that on Disney Plus also. I think That's that would what be doing with Rogue perfect. One. That's what they're doing with Rogue One. With, Which is um, perfect. Cassian. Which is perfect, but that is a prequel to the actual movie of Rogue One, which is fine. I mean, I didn't really have any interest in seeing more of that world. I thought that movie was great, Um, but I'm going to watch it, but I don't need it. What I need injected into my veins is a Darth Maul show, and if not that, then a Han Solo series with the same cast, and you pick up right where the movie left off. 
so we get to see what Darth Maul was, was trying to do, whatever. Um, I just think Star Wars and Miss Kennedy, as much as I didn't really trust you, Miss Kennedy, um, the direction you were going in the Star Wars universe, I'm very excited about what they're doing with Disney+, Plus, and I hope it expands to more characters getting their solo shows. Um, pal, you being a huge Star Wars fan, what is a character you would like to see get their own show? Um, even if it's a character we've never seen in the Star I mean, seen get their own movie or anything, or in the movies, what, what character in the Star Wars world would you like to see get their own show? I mean, it's hard to say that now, just because I want to wait and watch uh, Rise of Skywalker before I, you know, solidify that my answer to that question, but if you ask me right now, what character would I would like to see? I feel like my answer might be basic, but Yoda. Like, you know, I feel like Yoda is yeah. a mysterious, mysterious character that we all love. We all um, we all look forward to seeing him on the big screen, but we just don't know a lot about him. Like, why is he so wise? Why is he so powerful? Um, why does he talk the way he talks, you know? I feel like, that, like if we just had a, a show about Yoda, um, it could be an origin story, or it could just be, you know, maybe his younger days, like how he um, in, ended up becoming the Jedi Master he was. I, I think that would be pretty cool. You know, a lot of people say they would love to have, like, a Darth Vader show. But, you know, I feel like I've seen enough. I love Darth Vader. He really is one of my favorite villains of all time. Um but I really think we have seen plenty of Darth Vader in his story from, you know, the original trilogy and then the prequel tw- trilogies. Like, I think we, we, we got enough of uh, Darth Vader's story. Um, and then, yeah, like everybody else, like, you know, the new trio of characters that we have here, we already got a solo movie. We pretty much already know, like, the deal behind uh, 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 Luke Skywalker and Leia. Um until the end of uh, the end of Rise of Skywalker, I really don't know if I want to see anybody else. Right now, I would have a burning desire to see a Yoda uh, movie, TV show, whatever. I'd say two things. One, be careful about that Yoda uh, show because last thing I think any of us need is a show full of other Yodas and just hearing them all have a conversation. <laughs> Like yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I'd have to immediately log out of the account, take a break from life for a few days. Like it just, it's mm-hmm. too confusing. Um, and <laughs> Maybe he's the I only one who talks like that, though. Maybe they all that talk normally. We've only seen one picture, of them, so we don't know. <laughs> could you picture though if Yoda was was like kind of like the kid that everyone picked on, and he turned out to be like a Jedi Master? Like that'd be so mm. dope. Like. It was always his dream to be like a Jedi or whatever, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're so stupid! Like, no one wants to be a Jedi." And it's like, "All right, bet, bet, watch, watch me be what saves the entire universe." You just wait, um, and then like seeing that form would be hilarious. But to your other point, there is never, Hal, never <laughs> enough Darth Vader. I Ever. know, I know. Okay, <laughs> Rogue One taught us that we have e- we haven't even scratched the surface of how yeah. dope Darth Vader is. Yeah. Okay? You're right. So if you're telling me I can get a show about Darth Vader in between the movies where it was just like, well, what does he do? Does he just, like, chill? Does he vacate? Like, does he just randomly murder? I'd love to see all that. Play it out. Give it to me. 
give me a series about Darth Vader and those moments we know nothing about. Um, that would be dope. Or, AJ, flip it. Instead of an animated Star Killer, you give me a live action one. I'd, I'd be fine with that. I'd, no arguments here. None whatsoever. Um, but, AJ, before we wrap the show up, I did not ask you your thoughts on the Marvel panel. Um, and since everyone else got to do both, I wanted to hear your thoughts on the Marvel panel. All right. So, oh, God. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> you feel the pressure? <laughs> <laughs> my brain is still stuck on Star Wars. Okay. We can continue. I mean, you know, it's up to you. I'll continue <laughs> after ahead. this. Moon Knight, I'm excited for. Um, do we know who the actor is yet or no? No, we don't. We probably won't anytime soon. Okay, regardless. Like you said, um, it's Marvel's um, version of Batman. So anything that's a version of Batman or Batman himself, I'm excited for. Miss um, Marvel, excited for. Um, they, they also announced that Miss Marvel will be connected to the film universe and she's going to be in it as well. So, yeah, you can most definitely, you are, we already all know that Moon Knight's going to be in the films too. Then, um, She Hulk is going to be in the films too. That way, we can get new Avengers, different characters, but still new Avengers nonetheless. So, we can get Moon Knight, uh, She Hulk, Spider Man. No, not Spider Man. Never mind about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you um, see how this messes everything up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, what else? What else am I thinking? I think that's about it. Anyway, enough about the MCU. Now, Star Wars. <laughs> about the, Wait, be- um, Darth Vader. All right. No, really quickly, before you go back to that, I do want to say I did see somewhere, I was just yelling at Joelle about this. I saw two pages go with this, and I, I don't know why, but I want to squash this before it even gains any momentum. For Kamala Khan, I want you to listen to her name, Kamala Khan, right? I need every one of these two stupid pages, and I'm sorry. I try not to be that aggressive. I want you guys to stop trying to cast Naomi Scott for a Kamala Khan <laughs> character. It's it, extremely disrespectful in every imagination, okay? Stop it, okay? I, I allowed it for Jasmine, and it worked. You're not getting Naomi Scott is, is Kamala Khan. Throw that in the garbage, burn the garbage, cremate the garbage, and then throw it in the sea, okay? <laughs> no, no. I need that to be gone from everyone's mind. Never, okay? That, and then I wanted to add one more thing, okay? We got word that, um, well, we got the report that Kit Harrington is with the MCU. What he'll be doing? Yes, yes. No one knows. No one knows. No one has any idea. So I want us to speculate before we go back. Before we go backwards, I want us to speculate. Okay. Um, Tia. Oh, you you think Moon Knight? I'll start with you, Tia. Who would who do you think? Not who do you want him to be? Who do you think Kit Harrington is is uh? What do you think his secret role is? Well. I'm pretty sure, I don't know, AJ, Don, when you guys might have said it online or something like that, or someone said it, maybe he's being brought in for Moon Knight. I mean, is it a coincidence that 
they have said that Kit Harrington's going to be in the MCU and then announced a Moon Knight series. I don't know. It just seems I don't see him as Wolverine. I know that he has the height going down. I just don't see him being Wolverine. I don't see it in his face. I don't see it in his attitude. But perhaps Moon Knight is an option. I just don't think that's a coincidence. I I see where you're going, but to me the confusing thing would be if the report came out, which, you know, we heard it from legitimate trades, why wouldn't you just announce it tonight that he's Moon Knight? Like, even if you couldn't bring him out, just say, like, Kit Harrington is Moon Knight. What I'm hearing is the film panel for D23 is tomorrow morning or maybe tomorrow night. I'm confused on what time of the day, but tomorrow, and Kit Harrington will be there. I don't yep. think he's Moon Knight. Um, I think he's either going to be Wolverine and they're going to announce uh, Fantastic Four and X-Men, or he could possibly, and a lot of people will really hate this, he could possibly be Namor. Um, you could get the announcement of Black Panther 2, the name of it, and it could be um, Black Panther versus Namor, and he could be Namor. I'm not saying I want it. I'm not even saying I'm hearing that he's going to be Namor. Um, but I, I just I, I don't get why you would um, announce Moon Knight if you already had the actor. Why not just announce who the actor was? I mean, that would have been a huge pop. I mean, just getting Mahershala to walk on stage and put a hat on, he'd make people go bananas. Are you bringing Kit out and telling us that he's Moon Knight? I think that would have stole the night. So I, I don't get why you wouldn't just say that he's Moon Knight. That might be a little confusing. Um, so either they have him and you know, are still working out what exactly they want him to do. Or I think we all should maybe start to get used to the idea of Kit Harrington possibly being a Wolverine. Because um, if he doesn't come out tomorrow, then it means they don't even know what they want him to do. It's just they have him. Like, they have him, and they're still trying to figure it out. Um, but I am hearing that it's a very good possibility he comes out tomorrow. Um, and it very much has something to do with Phase 5. What that is, I can't speculate any more than I already have. Um, but Moon Knight just would confuse me a little bit, Tia, because it's like, just say it. You're there. <laughs> You're there. You announced it. If you have him and he is Moon Knight, just tell me he's Moon Knight. So I can start, you know, having Dakota do some fan arts about it, stuff like that. We can move on. But the fact that they didn't, I think it's because they don't have a Moon Knight yet. Um, which I think their Moon Knight should be Remy Malik. Um, I'd be fine with Kid Harrington if it does turn out to be him. Um, lost the train of thought. I blame it on you, Tia. Um, pal, mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, <laughs> who do you think um, Kid Harrington is going to be in the MCU? Um, see, the thing is, like, I'm not that familiar with. Um, the MCU outside of what we already seen, like the comics. So, uh, you know, with Tia saying Moonlight, I or Moonlight, sorry, I I kind of want to agree with that. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, but you do bring up a good point and mention that um, he's he may be announced tomorrow, which will be the movies panel, and Moonlight's not going to be a movie; it's going to be a series. So like that kind of defeats the purpose. The Wolverine. Um, idea might be on the money, I think. I just feel like, it, you know, it's kind of too soon for a new 
uh, Wolverine. But then again, that's just me. Um, but if it happens, I mean, I'm, I'll go along for the ride. Um, you also brought up Black Panther. I think that could also be a possibility. Um, I, I'm really not that sure. Uh, I don't really, I, I really don't know what else he, where, where else he could fit in the um, phase four of MCU. Um, and why they announced it just now and not like earlier during the San Diego Comic-Con, I, it, it's just kind of weird, you know. Um, I, so, yeah, I, I'm probably like the best person to ask, to be to be asked that question, but I I say I agree with all those answers. <laughs> well, I will say as far as recasting Wolverine, I'd approach it the same way I'd approach if you have a Band-Aid on and underneath it is healed. You just rip that mm-hmm. sucker off. Like you don't yeah. you, you don't play around with it. You don't pour alcohol. You just rip it right off. Mhm. No, I agree. I. <laughs> I, I mean, I, the, and the thing is, like, I haven't really seen all of the Wolverine movies or, like, been ever attached to that, um, to that sort of franchise. So, I, I mean, I, that's just, I'm, I'm being really open-minded about this, especially after the whole debacle with Sony and Marvel. I, I, I learned that, you know, maybe we need to, like, just, like, let things go. Like, let, like let's just let things happen and, and wait and see what, what will happen after that. Yeah, so I'm realizing I've, I've been talking, and I must have cut out because no one responded. Um, but, oh, that's okay. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, I, I, I feel dumb. I, I feel dumb. I thought you guys heard me were ignoring me. I was like, oh, this sucks. Um, but, no, it, it's, um, it's definitely something we're just going to have to rip off and get used to. We're going to have a new Wolverine sooner rather than yeah. later. But, um, Dom, who uh, who do you see Kit Harrington? being in the MCU? <clears throat> See, I was trying to think. I don't, I mean, besides a, a Wolverine, uh, possibly a, a villain of someone's, but I'm not exactly sure who. Just because his demeanor and the the look I see on his face in every single picture, it's always kind of like a, I don't like anybody. That possibly, see, if it's not, if it's not going to be Wolverine, it's going to be a villain, and but and since he his um, notoriety, it'd be a villain that would be around for a while. But it's probably leaning more towards Wolverine. Well, I mean, usually I would say you don't go get a good actor like that and then just put him as a villain and you know use him as a one-off. Right. But we just had that with Jake Gyllenhaal, so the best out of the window. <laughs> so very likely we could see him as a villain at the one-off. Um, I just hope that's not the case, same as I did with Jake. But I got over it because great performance. Um, but AJ, really quickly before we wrap up the show, uh, who do you think Kit Harrington is uh, in the MCU? All right. I'm going to go with the Fantastic Four character. I'm going to choose Johnny Storm. Um, I just think that for the film part of the MCU, I think they're going to start announcing better stuff than they announced today, so X-Men, um, I guess part of the X-Men, not like Wolverine, um, but like Cyclops and Storm, they're going to start announcing those, I'm pretty sure, and the Fantastic Four, I think they're going to start announcing that as well. Um, probably the director for those um, types of movies, maybe. 
Uh, yeah, so I'm going to choose um, Johnny Storm. I think if you go Johnny Storm, you're going to have to make Reed and Sue older. Um, and I'm not sure I'm comfortable with them being that old. Um, Kit's not young. Um, as young as Johnny is, is portrayed um, in the comics. So, I mean, but look, I mean, you, we got Kit Harrington. So whatever he is, Captain Britain was something that was thrown around. I don't really know where Captain Britain places himself in MCU right now. But we'll find this all out to, tomorrow, and we'll be amazed regardless. But Tia, Pal, Dom, AJ, and Christian earlier, thank you guys for all joining me for another episode of Geeks Against the Grain. This is a fun one, like all of ours are. Um, stay tuned for Top 10, Geek Vibes Live um, this weekend. Um, stay tuned for both of those, and we will see you guys same time, same place next week. Peace. See ya. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.